Welcome to the Trailblazers podcast. I'm Nicole, your host, and I help you make money as a brand new coach. In less than one year, I became a full-time coach with no certifications, sales experience, or a massive following on social media. Now, I help coaches like you do the same. I teach you how to build the coaching business of your dream while making lots of money, even as a brand new coach. In my program, Coaches Accelerated, I teach coaches from all niches how to sell and market their coaching organically and simply with my proven three-part process. If you're feeling lost, unsure, or overwhelmed, and you've tried everything you can possibly think of to get your business off the ground and clients still aren't coming, listen on to learn how to make money as a coach today. Hello, hello, Trailblazers. I am back with another episode this week, and I'm coming to you in the most exciting energy because I've just come off of an amazing staycation weekend with my girls. And as you know, I am all about filling up the soul. If you've been following me on Instagram over the course of the last, say, six to eight months, you'll have seen a little bit of a shift. And it's happened actually almost quite naturally for me. Um, And it's the shift of me really leaning into the things that light me up and noticing a lot of the energetic shifts that happen as a result of doing and being in more of those things. And then I've been experimenting with integrating it into my business um, and my and my work lifestyle. I've been integrating this work into the concept of flow, into the application of, you know, this work that I do, where a lot of it has tended to lean towards the um, strategic, logical, very masculine side or approach, let's say, of building business. And I've been experimenting a lot more with this work, and it's just been so much fun, right? Coming off of this vacation, you know, I feel like my soul has been fed. You know that feeling when like you do something that just really lights you up, whether you're a social butterfly or you're someone who loves going on hikes or whatever it is, right? I think we all have our version of that thing that lights us up. And often it's many different things, not just one thing. But, you know, coming off of that, it almost feels like you just feel so much more rejuvenated and inspired and ready to go back into your business. This is the work that I've been playing around with for myself. And I have been coaching a lot of my clients with this work either. It's like partnering this feminine and masculine energy. And so I wanted to share the fact that I went away on the weekend with you guys because while I was away, you know, I was having a chat with my girlfriends and, you know, some of them were talking about their work and how certain things just, you know, were out of their control and, you know, their, whether it was their boss that was being a little bit unfriendly or, you know, um, people who were just super petty in their workplace. Um, and even the conversation around taking leave and being able to, uh, go on holidays whenever they wanted and having that freedom and flexibility that um, so many people desire in their lifestyle, but feeling like they were really powerless to do so. And it's so funny because hearing these conversations, I almost feel like I have nothing to contribute other than obviously supporting my friends and being a good friend. 
I, I just felt like I couldn't agree. Usually I'd be like, yeah, that's so true. You know, people like some people are super petty or, um, some people, uh, some workplaces are just super crippling and you can't do what you want. And I just felt like I couldn't agree or contribute. And it wasn't in this like uppity way. It was really like this moment where I like, just stepped back a little bit mentally and I just took a deep breath and I allowed myself to sink into my seat hearing this conversation happen and, and realizing that, wow, I really do not see the world and this life the same way anymore. Even though, you know, I have a business, I do have flexibility in my hours and I don't have to report to anybody. I almost feel that it's just as limiting to have your own business if you don't have this ability to control or manage your mind and tap into your energetics and be able to basically direct the flow of your life, direct the way you show up in business. Because I say this knowing that there was a point where I used to agree, right? I used to be like, you know what? I know it seems like I have a flexible lifestyle, but in reality, I have to figure out how to make money. In reality, I'm on early in the morning and I finish late. I'm always also exhausted. And even if I could give myself that holiday that I wanted, um, I just never, like, I, I just can't go ahead and do that because I have to figure out how I'm going to sustain this income, right? There was truly a point in my lifestyle and in my business where this was my reality. I felt like even though I had all the things on the outside happening, I really felt like I was almost in this box that I had just created for myself. And it's this weird experience now to be on the other side of it and to just be like, hey, I actually see life so different. And all that's happened is my mindset has shifted, right? The way that I view giving myself the things I want, accessing the realities I desire. The way I see all of that has ultimately shifted in that I don't give my power away to other people and things. And I don't think, I firmly believe this, that it's about our circumstances. Whether you work a nine to five and you're listening to this and you want to, you want to get into your full-time coaching business, or you're already a full-time coach and you're just like, what the heck? you know, why do I feel so stressed and exhausted all the time? When will I be able to have this, you know, amazing, restful, flowy kind of business type? Is it, is it when I have more money? Is it when I have more clients? When will that come? Whether you're on that end of the spectrum or the other, I want you to know that the access to this lifestyle is really just a matter of the mind. It's really not in all the things, right? In all the shifts. And so I wanted to share that with you, even though it's, I mean, it's somewhat related to the episode today, but because it's just such a profound lesson and I'm really starting to live in the reality of it now, but I want you to know if you're on this journey and maybe you're just, you've started this, a very similar experience where you've allowed yourself to do more of what you want. You're leaning into more flow. You're recognizing that there must be a balance of masculine and feminine masculine and feminine and you're starting to play around with it, just know that it that it does take time. It's okay for some days to feel like you're in flow and freedom and release and abundance. And then for other days to almost feel like, oh my God, like I'm so far from that. Like that just feel it just feels so hard to let go. It just feels so hard to give myself permission to release. And that's all completely normal. I still go through that, but not as extreme. And I'll be able to maintain, you know, my streaks a little bit longer, kind of like, you know, your Snapchat streaks, how you would kind of back and forth, send a photo each day to, to your friend and Snapchat would count how many days consecutively you've got a streak. 
it's kind of like that, right? Some days you just, uh, some weeks you'll, you'll do two days of being in flow and release and not scarcity. And then you'll fall back in. And then other, you know, as you, as you develop that, it becomes more of who you are. It becomes your core belief. And then your old belief shifts out of the picture. You start showing up and being and acting like this person more often. So you're naturally going to be able to hold it for more than a few days. Maybe it'll be for a week at a time or a month at a time. I'm at this stage very transparently where I'm doing it months at a time. I remember thinking at the end of March or maybe early June before I got sick and had this massive shift in my mindset, in my business and realizing that I wanted more of a freedom and a, a almost like a, I wanted to experience more flow and not have to build my business through having to work hard or work smart. Um, and so before that period, I just remember going, oh, how long is it going to take until I can just, you know, have that lifestyle that I would imagine where I could travel wherever I wanted at, at you know, on a whim and just go, how long will it be until I'm, I'm fully releasing of whether clients come or not and not making that mean anything? How long will it be until I'm fully over this whole money mindset drama that I always experience in my sales calls or, you know, when I look at my bank account and I really genuinely believe that it was going to take me years, like actual years. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I think it's just this whole you know, when you're in that identity and it's just all, you know, and it feels like that's the, that's the actual truth. And it's the only truth. It feels like every other alternative is just impossible. It feels like kind of, they can have it and, but I can't, right. They can have it because fill in the blank, whatever reasons your brain gives you. It almost felt like that. and just felt like so, so far away, but I'm here to tell you that it's possible because I'm freaking only three months since I thought that thought and I'm here, right? And I'm sharing with you guys how my life experience, my business building journey completely feels so, so different. And it is available to you if you start this work or if you're already in it, if you just continue with this work. Okay, my loves. Today, we're going to talk about this exciting topic that I kind of came up with while I was actually in the gym, which is so fun as well, is value in the volume. Or actually, that doesn't even flow right valuing the volume. Let's go with that. Valuing the volume. Oh, you guys already know I am power lifter and I love being at the gym. I love training my body. I wasn't always that way. I was very overweight in high school. I had a whole journey, which you can definitely follow if you follow my fitness account. And if you want to find it, um, just message me on Instagram and I can send you over to that account if you want to follow my fitness and foodie journey. But it was a whole thing, right? But if you know anything about me right now, it's that I have always loved the way that my physical journey or my fitness journey has tied into my business growth journey. And it's happened very organically as well because I started my fitness journey alongside my business. And it just so happened that, you know, powerlifting was the sport that I fell into because my partner was doing it. And I just, I learned the compound lifts of squat, bench, deadlift. And as soon as I started seeing my potential, I was like, wow, let's do this. Let's figure out how strong I am and let's work towards something. Backstory, I've never seen myself to be an athlete. Like I said, I used to be overweight and I hated sport, hated sweating. I hated cardio. I hated anything to do with physical activity because I just didn't have this self-concept that I was athletic or fit. And I had a lot of negative associations to fit people. I thought they were evil <laughs> because all the fit people were the nice looking ones. And it, 
and again, unfortunately, a lot of the nice looking people that I thought as a primary school kid were also the bullies. And there were the people that looked down on us, you know, and yeah, so I just had a really unhealthy relationship with um, athletes and sports and I never really immerse myself in that space. And so coming to this space where now I'm about two and a half years, actually two years, two years in my lifting journey. I just actually marked it on my calendar the other day, like literally last Monday. Um, I got an email from my gym saying, congratulations on your two year anniversary of uh, being with your personal trainer. And I realized like, holy smokes, I have come so freaking far. I have literally, like the first time I ever touched a bar or a barbell was two years ago. I'd never learned to compound lift before. I just, oh, it's crazy. But I mean, prior to touching a barbell, I had also done this whole post high school weight loss journey that I was kind of just running on the treadmill, doing all the cardio and not really knowing what I was doing until I got really stuck and plateaued in my journey. I lost some weight, but I was like, I want to tone up. I want to get stronger. That's when I hired a personal trainer. And so two years from since touching a barbell for the first time, um, I now look back and I have come so far and I'm not just saying like far as like a beginner, like my partner was telling me I lift like I'm actually worthy of being a competitor. Like that's not, that doesn't make sense, but I lift like I could be a strong contender. That, that makes more sense. A strong contender at a powerlifting competition, right? Probably not at the elite level, but he was saying your numbers are probably up there from the people that you used to admire back when you started. So when I started powerlifting, we did this uh, event called a Max Out Day. It was like you would do a deadlift, you do your one RM, which is like your one rep maximum. And um, and for me, I think my one RM at the time was like 105 deadlift for one. And I remember on that same day, there were girls who were lighter in body weight than me, who had been lifting for about two or three years. And this one girl lifted 150 kilos for two. And I was like, what in the freaking world? This is insane. And that was the moment that I was like, I literally was like, yep, I'm going to do this. I'm going to see how strong I can get. And one day I'm going to lift 150 kilos, right? So um, a year down my lifting journey, I actually did lift 140. And now if you're following my fitness and food account as well, um, you'll know that I'm actually, I don't know my one RM right now because I haven't tested it. The strongest deadlift I've ever done is a 140 kilo deadlift, but I have not actually reattempted a new PB, personal best. So it's really exciting. And it, and this whole thing recently in my two year lift anniversary has taught me that there is so much potential and so much strength and capacity that can be uncovered when we are consistent, when we put in the work. Now, while this sounds like a super simple concept, I th- it made me think about like, what was it that I was doing differently or, you know, better or just more, I don't know, just like, what was I doing that created such a quick result or such a dramatic outcome that literally has me going, what the actual heck, and has other people like my partner going, what the actual heck. There are people in my gym who who have watched me lift from the beginning 
including my personal trainer and including these girls who I used to be like, wow, they are so strong, who are like, you're literally catching up to where I am. Like you're literally just one step behind. And it's just so baffling, right? It's mind blowing because you're just like, yeah, that's actually so crazy. It's only two years and I'm lifting. Um, well, guys, my goal is 165 by the end of this year. And I, like I said, I don't actually know what my potential is. So I've been lifting my trainer hasn't been telling me what my numbers are because we've been doing this whole mindset experiment. I'll tell you about it in another episode or I'll do an IG live or something, but we've been playing around with how detaching from the numbers and not knowing the numbers could actually help me be a better lifter because I tend to get in my head and talk myself out of doing something or out of doing something well, because I think, you know, it's going to, I just tell myself stories that I'm not strong enough. And that's just not true. Cause he's like, um, you totally can. I can see it. I already like, he, he knows, right. There's a technicality to this skill and that's why he's a trainer, but it's just so crazy, right. That I am at this level and it's only been two years. So what is my point here? Right. How does this connect to valuing the volume and your business and getting to places that you never thought you could get to in the time or in the way that you are currently going, right? Well, what I really realized was that when I was consistent, what I had to be willing to do was be willing to just show up no matter what was programmed, no matter what was written down. My trainer writes up a program for me to follow, and I have... you know, I would train with him three times a week, sometimes two times, but no less than once I would have a trainer. But my actual days, like in the gym that he's written a program for, he's written five to six days. So that means five to six sessions in the gym every week. And so he's written up this program for me. And at the end of the day, right, it's still up to me to show up to my sessions with him and to show up for the sessions that aren't with him for, you know, to show up to all six sessions in the week. So there's like a lot that is required of me to be able to get to where I want to go. And he can do all he, all he can do, you know, he can write the program. He can tell me all the things he can coach me all he wants. But at the end of the day, right? Like 90% or let's say 85% of the work is required on my part. The commitment, no matter how good my coach is, no matter how well his process works, that commitment is required from me in the consistency and in the, the energy that I bring into my coaching, right? Not just energy as in like the physical energy of coming into session, but it's like the preparation around the energy, right? So if I'm spending my week or my training sessions, my solo ones, telling myself, I don't know how to do this. I'm just not going to do it. Um, it hurts. I'm not going to try. This is too hard. And just like if I directed my energy towards complaining and re- like kind of rejecting all of the things that he was doing for me versus putting my energy into, I believe I can do this. I'm going to show up when it's hard. I'm going to do all six days instead of just, you know, doing four or only my PT sessions, right? If that is a part of the responsibility of transformation. And I think it's just this beautiful lesson 
that yes, there is a value in consistency, but there's also a value that we, that we often miss in the sense of preparation and energy, what we direct our minds on and what we, what feelings we are cultivating and cultivating is an intentional word, right? We are responsible for the feelings we create. You could decide to be fearful. You could decide to be timid every single session, or you could be, you could decide they're going to boss it and show up in the best you can and give it your absolute best, right? You could decide that you're just going to sandbag it and just be like half, you know, 50% energy, um, and then play victim that you're not getting the results that you want, or you could give it a hundred percent and be accepting and open for whatever result you get in that time. And I, and I asked my trainer this, you know, why do you think we've gotten results so quickly in such a short period of time? Because he is always amazed at how fast my growth tends to be. Even though I'm just a regular person, I'm not superhuman. I still have drama. I still struggle to, you know, do the basic things like tracking my food. I still overeat sometimes. Like I'm human, right? I still am not motivated on some days, right? I have days where I just can't get the weight up, right? They're, like on the bar. There's so many things that happen on a human level, but I ask him, why do you think it is that like, you know, I can get this far because I tend to be- I tend to have this self-concept that I'm still working through that, you know, it's actually like the things that I achieve are just normal for everybody or like the progress that I make at the pace that I make it is just normal. Even in my business, one of my business coaches a while back was telling me like, you need to realize that the results you get is literally like mind blowing. The way that you move through the coaching, the way that you get results in your business. And the fact that it's only been two and a half years and you've gotten yourself to like this multiple consistent five figures and, um, six figure year. It's like, these are things that I think in my mind are so small and like everybody this is normal for everybody, but there, my coaches are always like, um, no, there is a part of you, your, and your mindset, your commitment and your energy that changes that. And I want to give that to you, right? I want to give that access to you. Hello, my loves. I'm so excited to drop in with an announcement that I've been bursting to tell you. Are you ready for it? On February 22nd to the 25th in 2023, I'm going to be hosting my very first business retreat. It's called the Fun Freedom Flow Retreat, and I'll be holding it in Byron Bay. Yes, the beautiful, the stunning, the amazing sunny beachside town of Byron Bay in Queensland. So let me tell you a little bit about what this retreat is. So this three-day retreat has one mission and one mission only. It's to get you into alignment with more success, more money, and more freedom in your business like never before. If you know that 2023 is your year, you've had a lot of breakthroughs, you've made some money before, but you know that 2023 is the year that you elevate everything in your business, in your brand, from your content to your systems, to how much money you make, to the clients you work with, this retreat is the one for you. Now, for so long, I thought that the only way to create more success in my business was by working harder or by 
working smarter and learning how to be more productive. I would force myself to do things that just didn't align with me for the fear of losing money or losing clients. Now, what I've discovered after building my coaching business the past two years and trying all of the strategies, I've learned that the most powerful one is being aligned with yourself. This is something that I've learned through trying to do all the things that people told me I needed to do to be successful, doing all the strategies and forcing myself to always do it their way. I never listened to how I wanted to do it, what mattered to me, and I never paid attention to my energetic values. When I did, I tell you, I have never experienced more flow, more abundance and more income ever in my business and this is why I want to introduce you to this way of building your business you do not have to struggle to create more wealth you do not have to trade more time for more money and you do not need to burn your values to the ground and compromise what matters to you in order to have the life and business that you want I know for me, some of my biggest cash months in business have happened on the back of staycations and retreats just like this. This is why I'm confident that if you start your year off with me at the fun, freedom and flow retreat in this energy, you'll be guaranteed to set yourself up for your most abundant year yet. Now, some of the topics we'll be talking about in this three-day retreat is self-trust mastery, authentic personal brand building, confidence on camera, aligned biz growth strategies, business energetics and flow, and abundance and magnetic money energy. We're going to be jamming on all of those things and so much more. I'm so excited for you to join me. We're going to be chilling by the pool, taking photos, creating content, jamming on our businesses, masterminding and doing all of the boss girl things while soaking up the summer sun and enjoying these stunning, beautiful Australian beaches. All right, my loves, don't forget to claim that early bird bonus of $450 off the entire trip all the inclusions are included in the link below in the show notes so make sure you check that out now up until october 20 this retreat will be discounted to 997 dollars the full price as it stands is 1447 or three payments of 482.33 get in on it while it is available to you there's only six spots left i'm keeping it nice and intimate so that we are in this energy and we can vibe with each other and no person gets left out i'm so excited i hope that you take one of those spots and that you'll be joining me in byron bay next year all right let's get back to the episode bye You've heard me talk about consistency. You've heard me talk about the energy commitment, but what is this valuing the volume? Valuing the volume is us placing value on the mundane and everyday things that we think aren't really contributing. There's not really any flashiness to it. There's not really any extravagance to it. It's just the same maybe the same or similar experience, but just doing it over and over again. Valuing the volume is a mindset shift that I've made many times intentionally in my training journey. And I believe it has been the thing that has contributed so drastically, like the most 
in my lifting journey. Because here's what volume does in lifting. When you do a certain movement over and over again, and you do it for multiple reps to the point where maybe you're going to fatigue or you're doing it so many times that it just becomes muscle memory, your body is able to adapt. But what volume work requires is patience because volume work is about doing every single rep the same and doing it to the same standard. It's about growing the strength, growing the muscle. It's about endurance and that requires intention. But here's what most people don't want to do. They don't want to be patient. They want results quickly. So they would rather push their 1RM. They would rather push their limit every week. And because they're relying or building their strength from ego, what happens is they cap themselves quicker, right? And I'm not a, I don't know much about the lifting world or the science or the biomechanics around it, but I'm just using the words that I know, right? And here's, and here's what I know to be true. When you lift from ego, you're likely to attempt something that is beyond your capabilities, right? Or cap yourself because you overextended or overstretched or even injure yourself because you're lifting from emotion. And I believe it's the same in business, right? When you build from that coach is doing that, so I'm going to go for that. Versus looking from an internal place, valuing the skill and the mastery component versus, you know, the ego or the emotion that comes from just one quick win. When you value the slow journey, when you value developing a skills, a skill set, when you value doing the mundane things or maybe not even mundane, but just things like, and I'll give examples for this, but just the things that feel almost like, I just wish I had this easier. Like let's say captions, let's say you suck at captions, you hate captions, but you want to get better because you know that this skill of writing and communicating is going to come through when you write sales pages, copy, when you write emails in the future, right? This, my friends, is a skill that many, a skill building phase that many of us don't like to be in because it's slow. The results almost feel like they're not happening. But this is why the people who create the results that they create in a short period of time, this is why they have it because they understand this concept and they live by this, right? They don't just go through a valuing the volume phase once, they go through it in every skill of their business, right? They, and this is a, this is a really great one that I wanted to use for this, for this episode. They value the volume in their sales calls, let's say, right? They value sitting in the discomfort of doing so many sales calls and knowing that it makes them so uncomfortable and being okay with that. They value you know, taking on as many sales calls and being uncomfortable and hearing as many no's as they need to until they develop the skill of handling objections or of being okay with a no. There's so many skills that can be learned when you do so many sales calls. But in like in my program, my uh, membership program, Coaches Accelerated, we have a course, right? And in module three, I talk about sales. There's an entire lesson on handling objections and it literally... Like, 
oh, I can't tell you how many times I say it in there that you need to be willing to value doing more sales calls than valuing the sale or valuing the one-offs. Because just like lifting, even if you had the capacity to do your one RM, like you managed to do it and it just, it was a grindy rep. It was hard. Your back started kicking in, but you got the weight up. Even if it is within your potential, your ability to replicate it and to replicate it well, right. And efficiently will be capped because you have just used everything you have in the tank and you don't have that skill there. Versus imagine doing a lighter number, just like sub max and being able to know the skill that's needed and to be able to replicate it for a few. What my trainer loves to say is like, if we can get you to this number for five reps very easily at a, um, at a RPE of like six, which is like the rate of perceived exertion. So like the difficulty, if we get you to doing this certain weight by five, then that one RM will just be easy. Like you can already project that it will be easy. And that's the mindset that I've had to adopt a lot of the time because in the beginning as a new lifter and as a new business owner, you're like, we're so fantasizing and just like entranced by like these big flashy numbers, like six figures and 10 K months. And you know, it's, it's all the industry talk, but if you really want to do this for the long run, if you really want your business results to feel effortless and the journey to feel effortless, you almost have to kind of just set it and forget it, like set the big goal and then start focusing on setting goals that are more of like volume goals, right? Maybe doing like, I want to book 10 sales calls and to have a 90% conversion rate. Maybe that's a, that's a volume goal that you want to have. And it's a beautiful thing when you can, shift your, shift your business building strategy and mindset from this ego, ego driven place and this emotional place to just valuing the volume and the, and the intention, right? The emphasis here is on building the skill. And my friends, this emphasis, right? If you're willing to take as many calls as you need to, to develop the skill, whatever it is, it, creates this sense of mastery. Well, it's not even a sense. It actually creates mastery, right? Think of it, right? There's a difference between somebody who just manages to grind the weight up and get the six-figure month to the person who just can effortlessly create it. And it's just an everyday number to them, right? It's the person who has mastered it slow and steady or, you know, over the years, they've allowed themselves to develop this skill that actually goes the longest or goes the furthest. The endurance is there. This is what mastery really is and what we teach in Coaches Accelerated because it is a beginner program. It's a program that, you know, I, I tell my clients all the time. It's a lifestyle pro, a lifestyle, a lifetime membership because we want you to be able to build good foundations and to keep coming back to your foundations, whether it's in your marketing or in your sales. We teach you all the foundations you need to make money as a coach. And then you have the lifetime access so that you can keep going back and refining the skill. Because if you could understand what those core skills are, 
then you get to do it your way and tweak it your way and do it in your style as you advance, but it gets to be easy and effortless versus you have this, you know, fluke of you have one high ticket client. You only needed to do one sales call, but you don't actually have this skill of selling and converting yet versus the coach who did like a hundred calls, got 50 no's and got at least the skill of 50 sales calls. You know what I mean? So mastery is what it creates. And what mastery feels and looks like in our businesses, it's this experience of almost like effortless result creation. You don't realize that you got there or to the goal or to the skill and it felt easy. You don't realize that you built the skill that you thought you didn't have and you're already there, right? It's this amazing experience. And it's the same thing that happens when people or when we envy that girl or that coach who just seems to have it all together. This is the mindset and the strategy and the approach of that coach. And you get to be that coach when you value the volume in your business. And again, this applies to everything under the sun in your business, right? Be willing to slow down, be willing to not build from ego or from emotion or for, from comparison to other coaches, right? Value the volume. And I want to end on this example. I have a client who I've been coaching around her sales calls and her, and converting on her consults. And she has this, she's told me that she's got this tendency to get stuck when it comes to the pitch or the moment it kind of transitions from they want to go through with coaching, they're interested to find out what she has to offer. And now it's her turn to pitch. And she has all of these thoughts of like, you know, it's, it's uncomfortable to sell. What are they going to think? They probably don't even want this. And she gets in her own head and then she talks herself out of doing a really great pitch to the client who again, already wants what she's selling. And she almost like just trips herself up. And she says in her words, it's like the call goes downhill from there every single time, no matter how fit the client is, no matter what the energy is like on the call, it just seems to be, you know, something's going on that she just can't get a grip on. And what she thought was the problem was money mindset and solely this, you know, this discomfort that she had with talking about money. And and what I asked her to do is identify for me the thought that made her feel like she, you know, she would trip herself up, right? What was the moment? When was the moment on the call every time, if she could pinpoint that? And what was the thought that created that feeling on in that moment? And it was this whole thing of like, um, basically thinking about how she now had to say the price really soon. And then her thoughts about all of her clients on these consults were that they were going to be shocked by the price and, and think that she's like ridiculous for charging that and all of these things. And what we got to the core of in coaching and what we're working through now is that what if it wasn't just a money mindset thing? What if before we even get to the money mindset, something else is happening? And how I, how I knew this or how I wanted to explore this was because at this point in the conversation, guys, and if this happens to you as well, like, think about it. You haven't even started talking about money. How could this be a money mindset thing? right? At this point in the conversation, the client has told you what they want, what they've struggled to do on their own. Now you're about to tell them how you can help them. At this point in the conversation, 
They're like, yeah, I'm interested to know what you can help me with. But they haven't indicated at any point that they can't pay or that they don't want to pay. They're just expressing interest, right? But what our brains love to do is talk us out of it because we're like thinking, oh my God, how do I get this big number? How do I close this big sale? How do I close this client? We're thinking of the one RM, right? We're thinking we do everything we possibly can to get this one RM up, no matter how hard it is. And we just, we just have to like go for it and see what happens versus the person and the coach who stays calm, cool, and collected and is able to lift the weight because she trusts that her skill that she has mastered over practice, time, intention, and focus, it doesn't even have to be time. You don't, you don't necessarily have to have done, have to have waited two and a half years to be good at this skill, right? But it's this, you know, the coach who shows up in the energy on the consult, where when it is time for her to make an offer and the client says, I'm interested, she doesn't panic and freak out about how the heck am I going to close this client or this sale, right? What she is focused on and the energy that she's in in that moment is I know how to do this, right? The coach who has developed mastery over the skill the coach who has valued the volume and that's her mindset in her business is the coach who on the sales call, no matter what is happening, her thoughts are, I know how to do this. I know how to coach clients and get them results. I know how to make an amazing offer. I know how to respond to when the client freaks out in that moment about money. But the thought my client was having was, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. I don't know what she's going to think of me. I don't know if this is the right price. And she's having all of this drama that's just clouding her being in amazing authority and coach energy. And so she was like to me, well, how do I do that? Because I just haven't had that much practice in sales calls. How do I, you know, guarantee that I can land the next, not guarantee, but you know, how can I get the next client that I sign on without having all this drama? Cause I'm just so tired of like tripping myself up when I know I'm a great coach. And I was like, bingo, (laughs) that is it. Knowing that you are a great coach. One of the concepts that I teach in Coaches Accelerated is that coaching and be uh, sorry, selling and being a really great salesperson or doing your sales calls well is just about being a great coach. Because what selling is, is actually serving our clients to get a transformation. And that's what coaching is. But what our brains love to tell us is selling is different. Selling is manipulative. It's sleazy. And it's about getting them to do something that maybe they don't want to do. But, you know, we think that sales doesn't benefit them. We think it only benefits us. But what if you bought into it the energy of I'm an amazing coach, right? And when you're in the energy of I'm an amazing coach, you're not focused on trying to do a skill well. You just are a good coach. You are good at facilitating transformation. You are good at exploring, you know, people's thoughts and and how it's not serving them. You are good at asking powerful questions. That's just who you are, right? And that, my friends, that's not something you can fake. Believing that you're a good coach comes with volume. It comes with this execution of your belief, the intentional application of who you are and just the intentional application of it in your day-to-day world when you show up for your business, right? In order to create value and show up with authority online and take up space in your content, you've got to believe you're a great coach. 
you know, the, I coach clients all the time in Coaches Accelerate who are like, I just don't know what to post. I just, I run out of content ideas and I'm like, well, what would you be sharing if you believed everything you said was valuable to, to the person you want to help? What would happen if you started thinking that every word, every story, every moment of inspiration you had could help somebody literally transform their life if you just posted the share button, right? And it's this difference between the coach who has mastered it and the coach who is in this energy of belief in themselves that actually contributes to the results and getting the results faster. And this shift for my client was absolutely groundbreaking because her thoughts this whole time was, I just have a lot of money drama. But guys, it's not even a money conversation yet, right? And we can talk about money drama. We can talk about handling objections. But we've got to start with the foundation that you are a good coach. We've got to start with valuing the volume. What are you telling yourself a hundred percent of the time? Every time you get on a consult, what are you believing about yourself? What are you believing every time you pitch, right? This is the volume work you're putting in. And however many times you tell yourself that adds up to a certain something. So if you do 10 consults and all 10 consults, you've had the thought, I don't know how to sell, then you're just reaffirming that thought and backing that self-concept versus you're going to sit in the discomfort. You're going to sit in the silence. That's another one. We coached on that too. She was like, I hate the silence. I hate the, when I tell them the price, there's a pause and, and her brain's like, well, that's a problem because if they're pausing, then I've, then I've done something wrong because they should be saying yes. But I was like, no, what if some people need to think you've just said a billion things. You've just told them how you can help them. And then the price what if their brain's just literally processing it and they need a second? And I also said that 30 seconds on the call, that 15 seconds often feels like hours or just 10 minutes, but it's just a few seconds. Your client has so much happening in their brain that they don't even register it as time that's passing and that's like a long period of waiting. We think it is because we're nervous and we're worried. But what if, what if you were just to lean back, remember that you are in control, that you know what you're doing, that this is an opportunity for them to just think and then just let the conversation flow. Whether you interrupt the silence and say, do you want to know the price? Do you want to know what the investment is? Or you let them ask. Whatever way it is you do, it's not about the thing, right? It's not about what you do or what you say or you don't say. It's really about the energy you're in. So when you are doing these calls or your sales calls, I want you to think about valuing the volume. So even if you need to make a pact with yourself and say, you know what, Nicole, we're going to do 10 of our next consults from this mindset. We're going to work on this one skill of being able to sit in the silence and not make it a problem, not get into our head, but just be present. Or maybe it's the skill of being able to say your price and feeling really like, powerful, like just saying it like it's just, you know, yeah, that's the price, right? That chill energy. Or maybe it's the skill of copywriting, right? And maybe you just have to uh, be willing to be okay with some of the things you write doesn't necessarily flow as well as you like, but you're going to post it anyway. And you're just going to notice that with the volume comes that transformation. You're going to value that volume more than just the one shot where you're like doing it with my eyes closed. Let's see what happens. I love, love, love the coach who just has this energy around her business 
and everything she does that's just like calm, cool, and collected. Even when she's learning a new skill, even when she's not the best at something, right? She's just like, yeah, cool. We're working on it. She's chill. She's calm. She doesn't panic. She doesn't make it mean anything about her. She's just in this, I, this flow of business building where it's like everything is an ongoing journey to growth, right? And what's really beautiful, and I want to end on this, is that when you value the volume more than just the one, right, you actually end up having this experience where you shock yourself with how much you can accomplish, right? When you are putting an arbitrary number down and you're like, I'm going to lift that, right? And then you don't lift that weight or when you don't hit that income goal by X time and you're so, and you've fixated so much energy on having to, what happens is when you don't lift it, it becomes this whole block that you now have to work on detaching from, right? I see this all the time. Oh, I didn't get 10 clients in my first launch. Oh, I didn't get six figures in my first six months, right? We form all these stories. And then we, when we don't do it, we make it mean things. And then we have to do the work of detaching from it. And that's a lot of energy spent versus if you went slow and steady, you didn't necessarily pick a number. You didn't go, oh, I'm going to do six figures in six months. You were just like, I'm just going to see what I can create in six months with this mindset, right? If you started detaching in that way, you'll find that like your potential actually isn't capped because often we cap ourselves when we decide on what we think we can lift or not, because we never actually know our true potential. There will be a separate episode on this uh, concept, but I also recommend having a listen to like, I I forgot what the episode's called, but something about detaching from the result or becoming unattached, Um, something like that. Yeah. But Oh, this work is so powerful. And I just want to leave you with this because it truly has changed not just my business and my business results and the way I feel, the way that results are created in my business, but it has helped so many other coaches in my program to learn and understand this concept. And it has helped even myself on a physical level and my lifting journey. So this is something that you can apply across the board in your life. And it's a way of living and being. And I encourage you, I urge you to lean into this work if this is something that's really resonating with you. So, all right, my loves, that is the episode this week. As always, don't forget to screenshot and share on socials if something stood out to you in this episode and DM me if something actually has hit home for you and you want to have a chat about it. Don't forget, as always, my door is always open for you to book a clarity call and discover what your blocks are around your business, around more freedom, flow, money, clients, success, all of the things. We pair up business energetics and the feminine with the masculine, logical, and strategic. And my style is always going to be leading you towards your best life in a business that supports the reality that you want to live today. Not later, not in six years, not in a few months, but now giving you access to that lifestyle and then those results flowing in because you are in your abundance and power. That is what this work is all about. Okay, my loves, I'll chat to you in the next episode. Bye. 
Hey, Trailblazer. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you'd like to learn more about my business marketing and sales program, check out www.coaches-accelerated.com. Learn my simple three-part process to go from no clue to confidently selling coaching and closing your consults. You want to get in the room if you've tried everything you can to get clients booked and you still aren't booking consults or closing sales. Coaches Accelerated is a program that will take you through step-by-step how to market in a way that compels people to buy how to sell with confidence on your consults and give you the tools to overcome all the drama in your brain around money and charging for your service as a coach. That's www.coaches-accelerated.com. That's it for this week. I'll catch you in the next episode.